0: Welcome to Machine Learning. This is an exciting episode, or a podcast, because I'm going to talk about um, low-energy nuclear reactions, and um, this is a, a company called Energetics, and uh, they've created a pretty amazing technology. In 2005, water left at a room temperature two days earlier had boiled for more than five hours. Energetics technology saw evidence that 25 times more electric energy was being released than was being put in. Low energy nuclear reactions began to look promising. The Naval Research Laboratory loaded microscopic nanoparticles of platinum with deuterium, and in thousands of experiments, measured excess heat every time. So when that what that means when they say excess heat is that the, if you are looking at an energy system, that the amount of energy going into the system was less than the amount of energy coming out. So that defies the second law of thermodynamics. Um, and also the excess energy would suggest that you could uh, have an amplifying effect rather than uh, Rather than having a zero sum effect like fusion has. In 2001, Shoal Leston and the University of California, Berkeley nuclear engineer Eth Hood Greenspan tested low energy nuclear reactions in electrolytic uh, cells with varying results. The energetics used a modulating electric current, superwave developed by Irving Dardick, who believed that by layering waves of electric current within each other, he could load detritium into platium at a greater level, or at a great level. So the what happens is that um, the detritium enters into the platinum lattice, and it... Um, is moving around in that lattice and getting closer and closer to the platium's atoms. And and that high, um, then it creates uh, kind of a um, uh, a nuclear reaction where neutrons are being released. So wave waving within waves drive the L-E-N-R. Super waves are defined as low Frequency carrying ways with several successive steps, stages of amplitude and frequency modulation. Pulse energy seems to help load more deuterium into the platinum foil. As platinum becomes saturated with deuterium, the deuterium moves back and forth in the lattice and in unison. The more deuterium that is loaded into the platinum, the higher chances of excess heat. In uh, January 2010, Energetics shipped two 16-kilogram containers from Israel to Colombia. Seven Israeli researchers moved to Colombia. The incubator will benefit from the top flight staff and faculties for testing. Before the technology can be taken to market, consistent out must be uh, achieved. That means that basically this excess energy has to be achieved every single time. And uh, if you look at tests um, that have been verified, um, that they are getting that excess un- uh, unity. Sometimes it's a little and sometimes it's a lot. So clearly we don't understand the process and this company and this laboratory is established to achieve reliable results, says Jake Holiday, CEO. Of MU Life um, Science Business Incubator, four experimental approaches are being pers- pursued: electrolysis, glowing discharge, gas loading in a catalyst cells, and high-pressure high-temperature cell with ultrasonic wave excitation. Uh, run 64B gave 1500% excess heat over a duration of 80 hours with a total excess energy of 4.6 megajoules. The most successful run was obtained in an electrolytic cell. The current flowed f- through the electrolytic cell or through a glass discharge chamber was a superwave, a mixture of several low frequency components. So I, I really like that uh, possibility that um, um, that we could see low energy nuclear reactions become a part of the future. Now NASA built has an LENR design that I've, I've uh, mentioned in the past, and here's how they did it: LENR, LENR. Use slow-moving neutrons in a lattice with one eV of energy, one millionth of a fast-moving electron. Um, LENR slow-moving neutrons do not create ionizing radiation nor radioactive waste. So it's not like uh, regular fusion, where you're going to be—it's going to be emitting uh, millions of neutrons per second. Instead, um, it will. Um, create slow-moving neutrons. Hydrogen ions are put in a nickel lattice. The lattice is vibrated between 5 to 30 terahertz, forcing the nickel um, electrons into the hydrogen ions, forming slow-moving neutrons. The nickel absorbs the neutrons, making it unstable to regain stability. The nickel strips a neutron of its electron, becoming a proton. Uh, Nickel is turned into copper and that produces a lot of excess heat. So that was uh, NASA's design also. How will uh, hydrogen production be possible with LENR? Nickel, hydrogen, LENR is used to produce excess heat, which is, that's what we've been just saying all along is that LENR is very good for producing excess heat. The nickel is powder in a powder form and spread over a surface at a a micron-sized carbonyl nickel. The nickel is a a hydrogenated, and when the hydrogen has bonded with the top surface layer of the nickel atoms, then absorption has occurred. If hydrogen uh, penetrates deeper into the nickel lattice, then absorption occurs. Low energy nuclear reactions will be the energy of the future for producing clean energy with no carbon footprint. Department of um, Energy invests $20 billion in funding research on hydrogen production. LENR operates at uh, nuclear scale energy levels, removing storage of hydrogen as a problem. One gram of hydrogen can power a house for a year. Uh, Both storage and transportation of hydrogen will not be a problem in the future. Distributed hydrogen production will uh, reduce cost and provide a reliable fuel supply. Hydrogen is currently a $100 billion business. The largest electrolysis plant is in Zimbabwe. 100 megawatts of power to create the hydrogen uh, will produce one megawatt of power through a fuel cell. Tritium is the best documented demonstration of LNER because that's a byproduct of LNER. Um, now I think I've uh, mentioned this earlier on in one of my podcasts that one of the amazing uh, outcomes or results of introducing LENR in, into the world will be to feed the world. I mean, if you reduce energy costs a thousand times and, uh, make it distributed then basically there would be no reason for people to be starving they could produce their own food whether it's vertical along the side of a building using uh, uv lights or natural light and uh, they could pump the water from the ground up onto the building or they could uh, run uh, over water over their fields using electric pumps There's just no reason uh, for the world to be hungry when electricity becomes that cheap. Redox is developing a solid-state fuel cell, which this is kind of a high-temperature fuel cell. It it runs off natural gas. Anytime you hear solid-oxidizing fuel cells, uh, they can be natural gas or they can be methane uh, fuel stock, and they're usually uh, in the megawatt range in terms of their energy production. Redox fuel cells provide continuous power and they will easily uh, congest on the power grid, uh, will ease the congestion on the power grid. Redox differs from Bloom's fuel cells in the fact that they are not expensive for homes. You know, it's really disappointing that uh, Bloom fuel cells did not produce a $3,000 device that you could connect to your natural gas um, inlet and use it to power your home. It's very disappointing that they didn't do that. If they would have uh, created a, a residential fuel cell, um, I think that they would have been a lot larger. Uh, they definitely, their manufacturing would have uh, distributed throughout the United States, and people would have uh, bought those uh, very quickly because the electricity cost uh, very from uh, state to state, but it also varies according to demand. And so when there's high demand for electricity, it is, um, can be sold like a commodity, and uh, that can drive up the cost of your electricity. Now, Utah saw that when California was experiencing um Brownouts. They they were buying the electricity, and the cost of electricity was uh, going up. And I heard one case where a person paid three hundred dollars that month for electricity bill, and they were uh, saying, you know, they had a family and they were upset that they had to pay that much money, and wanted to know why their electricity prices were fluctuating so much. It's because electricity is bought and sold much like uh, any commodity. Uh, Redox so Redox has a generator. Their generators are 20 kilowatts. The Redox uh, material increases power output by 10 at lower temperatures. Payback is expected to be within two years. Uh, costs are estimated at $1,000 per kilowatt. See, and that's still way too much. That would for a 20 kilowatt system that would be $20,000. It's got to be in that $3,000 range. Uh, Jiger Shaw is more believable than Bill Gates when it comes to providing power for the world's poor. Shaw wants distributed renewable power. Um, the poor cannot afford fossil fuel consumption. The world has 3.2 billion electric deprived people. Yeah, there's at least 4 billion at the bottom. and uh, And the. Um, fossil fuel like diesel generators they provide electricity they're like one of the most decentralized energy producing systems in the world however there's too expensive still for uh, daily consumption and the the amount of money that people can afford it has to be nuclear nuclear will provide gigawatts of power for the price of megawatts currently being sold Hope cell technology will use plasma-assisted hydrogen generation from water, creating hydrogen on demand. The hope cell can produce hydrogen on demand to create electricity uh, for a fuel cell. The the hope cell can produce hydrogen for storage and to be used later. LENR is not a nickel-hydrogen fusion. Instead, nickel acts as a catalyst. A teeny amount of hydrogen protons are converted into neutrons. The newly uh, produced neutrons are captured by hydrogen ions or other atoms in the nickel lattice. The captured neutrons generate heat because the neutrons shed excess binding energy as heat to the lattice. Evidence of deuterium, then tritium, and on to quadrillium, that decays to helium suggests a nuclear process is in action. The heat excess um, is what a chemical process is capable of. Therefore, it mu- the excess heat is, cannot be explained as a chemical process. Therefore, it must be a nuclear process. So i like the idea of the hope cell. I like the idea where they're going. Um, and again, uh, it fits in nicely into the concept that, um, hydrogen will be the future of the, uh, fuel of the future. Okay. What is the LNER recipe for producing energy? Lockheed Martin plans to build a 100 megawatt reactor that is seven feet tall by 10 feet in size. A commercial version of this reactor will be available in 2026, um, so that's roughly six years from now, or five years from now. Um, and so, you know, um, these that that's a 100-megawatt uh, reactor. Uh, Berquilion energy loads energy into a nickel lattice, then passes electric pulse through the system, creating detritium. Then the system converts detritium to tritium, and then the system converts tritium to The quatridium decays itself, releasing energy uh, called controlled electron capture reaction. Rossi's reactors are powered by a powder composed of 50% nickel, 20% lithium, 30% uh, lithium-aluminum hydrate. I think, personally, if you, if, uh, you look at the hydrogen... Bomb. it had a portion of lithium. I think the lithium somehow causes the excess heat. I think it's an important part of the ingredients that uh, were used in the uh, composition of the powder. But uh, lithium and lithium-6 uh, will uh, create excess heat. And in it did, in the original lithium batteries, there were problems with uh, lithium fires and they, they blamed it on a uh, crystal structure that was changed uh, or a, a structure change in the lattice of the lithium. But I also think that there was something about the lithium that was uh, creating uh, excess heat to or energy. Maybe it was in time space energy converter, but it was pulling uh, more energy into the system and releasing it in the form of heat so there's your sci-fi analysis the speculation of why lithium causes LENR but there is there definitely is something about the lithium that hasn't been explained as a part of the, their process the nickel 58 to nickel 62 change does not create a uh, low energy Fusion, it may create radiation. Nickel at temperatures between 250 and 600 degrees have the best energetic state. Nickel with excess nickel-63 isotope is created, is required to create LNER. A three-layer core is required. The inner layer based on electric current and fuel layer with nickel and 1% nickel-63 isotope with nickel at 20 microns and 30% lithium and an outside layer called the monzite layer used to transfer the heat. NASA is building a small LENR reactor for homes, cars, and trucks. Uh, haven't seen that yet. Uh, Hydrogen ions are forced into nickel lattice. The lattice is uh, oscillating at high frequencies of 5 to 300 terahertz, forming slow-moving neutrons. The nickel absorbs the neutrons, causing the atoms to become unstable. The nickel strips the neutron of the electron, causing it to become a proton, turning nickel into copper and releasing the heat. Again, that's just kind of the overall recipe that keeps being uh, explained over and over. But, um, yeah, so there you go. How LNR is going to create the hydrogen society.